You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live, coming to you from DePora's House of Barbering and Lounge in Dickinson, North Dakota. I am Father Bill Ruel, and I'm here with Mike Kudrowski. We've been talking about the March for Life. We've been talking about bad haircuts. <laughs> and we also uh, should pray to St. Kateri Tekakwitha this morning on her feast day. Thank you. As we continue our conversation, let's get it back into it with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O St. Kateri, Lily of the Mohawks, your love for Jesus, so strong, so steadfast, pray that we may become like you. Your short and painful life showed us your strength and humility. Pray that we may become forever humble like you. Like the bright and shining stars at night, we pray that your light may forever shine down upon us, giving light, hope, peacefulness, and serenity in our darkest moments. Fill our hearts, St. Kateri, with your same love for Jesus, and pray that we may have the strength and courage to become one like you in heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mike, have you ever had a bad haircut? Oh, heavens. I, uh, you know, when I was growing up, my aunt used to cut my hair, and I, I, I didn't know the difference. But <laughs> I don't know if they, they were very quality, but it was free, and uh, so uh, my mom and dad took advantage of that. Okay, I'll have to ask your wife, Kathy, if she has any pictures of that from your childhood. <laughs> well, we, 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 I'm sure there are, but we'd have to dig deep. But, but anyway... So, everybody, we are here with Mr. Paul Ellerkamp, owner of DePora's House of Barbering and Lounge here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Paul has been cutting my hair for about 10 years and is uh, a very busy barber. I'm here at the barbershop all the time. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure to come talk with you guys. Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. So, Paul... um, you know, you, you're n- not a stranger to Real Presence Live. Uh, uh, you you are, are a good listener. Uh, your wife is one of our great uh, co-hosts. She's very talented. And a uh, shout-out to Amanda Allercamp this morning. And uh, thank you for uh, being a co-host with us. And uh, so, Father, uh, or excuse me, not Father Paul, Paul, this Father Bill sure. Ruel <laughs> and Paul Ellercamp is the owner of the Poor's Barbershop. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you grew up, how you got to Dickinson, how you uh, transitioned into this, uh, what is now a, a really neat and popular gathering space for Dickinson? Sure. I'll, make, I'll try to make it quick because it's sure. not super exciting. <laughs> but, okay. I'm a son of a carpenter. I grew up in northeastern Montana in a small town called Culbertson. Um, great, great life in a small town. Um, probably just average, you know, life. Nothing so super exciting. But went to college here in Dickinson, ran track and cross country. That's kind of what brought me over to become a Blue Hawk, and um, realized that I really liked Dickinson way way back in the early '90s. And thought, man, if I ever had a family and kids, this would be a great place to let them grow up. And so we had the opportunity to move back here in 2005, and. I bought a barber shop here called Big Sky Barbers at the time, and been trying to live our best life ever since. Very good. You live your best life 
Part of that is your life of faith. You are a parishioner of my parish, St. Patrick's Church. That's right. And uh, so St. Patrick's has been part of your life in Dickinson since the beginning as well. Is that right? It has. It has. I even uh, went to uh, uh, Mass there when I was at, at DSU. So it was an easy walk just down the street. And yes, so it's always been some, some part of my life one way or another since I was 18 years old. That's awesome. I remember the days of Big Sky Barbers. It was uh, the whole barber shop was about half the size <laughs> of just this lounge part of yeah, your current yeah, not shop. Not even that big. Yeah. And you know, you could you could uh, hear everybody else's conversation in the barber chair, and we were all uh, a tight knit. That's little right. group in that little the, shop. The, there were no secrets there, <laughs> no. right? <laughs> yeah. And so now you've got this wonderful place. Everybody, uh, all of our listeners, we wish you could see it. At the uh, the lounge area of this barber shop is something to behold. We've got cigars over there and beer over here and sports on the TV and just a perfect environment to come and hang out. Even if you don't need a haircut, you can yeah. come have a beer, Absolutely. you can come hang out. We have in front of us, appears to me, a sampler of some different beers. What, what do you got for us here, Paul? Absolutely. So one of the things that we like to do with our lounge part is we it's all about community, bringing community together, have conversations, whether we agree or disagree. Okay. But it's about having conversation. And this, this has always been, I felt like, a good place for people to go. We don't play loud music, or we do play music, but not loud, so we can have conversation. But over, you know, maybe a, a simple libation of beer, wine, or, or whatnot. whatnot. So today, but what I am, I'm kind of a foodie. So I like to pair things. So I have a flight of beer here with four different beers, three of them from North Dakota. When at the end is Father, I know it's your favorite, Guinness. Oh, yeah. So we're doing a donut beer pairing here. Okay. So it's, I know, Mike, you're a little scared. <laughs> you sound there, afraid. <laughs> so it's simple. I figured we'd do this the Irish way. We'd break the bread. Simple as this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And just... <laughs> oh, there you, you go. You just dunk it in. Oh, and give it a taste. Well, good. Yeah. yeah okay. That's great. That's great. Donut dunked in beer. How about yeah. that? Well... Uh, <laughs> folks, this it's, is, it's 8.40 in the morning. It's 8.40 in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to give this a try. <laughs> I'm anxious to give this a try. Uh, but as we, uh, as we were promoting the show, uh, uh, Paul, we, uh, we, we were talking about St. Martin uh, de Porus. Uh, and I was reading about, uh, about him this morning. Yeah. And he has a great story. He does, doesn't he? He has a great story. You know, like all saints, uh, just incredible story. Can, can you tell us a little bit about St. Martin de Porres, how, that, how you chose that name for uh, the shop? But tell us some more about St. Martin. So, um, for those that don't know, he, he's the, one of the patron saints of barbers. Um, but what really gravid, I gravitated towards him was the fact that um, he also helped the poor. And I think that's one, one of the th- soft spots in my heart. And our, our kind of our mission behind the scenes at DePores is um, what, what can we do to help the weakest in our community? And, and I think that's one way, you know, it's always stuck with me is um, clothe the naked, feed the hungry. Um, and, and that is really what helped me identify with St. Martin. And um, just his contemplative life of, of prayer as well. And, 
and, and this is called the holiness. So, I wouldn't want to make you toot your own horn too much, but what specifically, as far as that charitable outreach in the community of Dickinson, what sort of things has Deporah's been involved with? Well, a number of things. I would I would say the the thing that we we do the most and where where most of our our extra monies go is there's eight locations around Dickinson where they're little food boxes. Mm-hmm. And so you can go there anonymously, take the food, whatever. But that's what we do. Once a month, we'll go to eight, eight of these locations, fill those boxes up with food. Not only food, but during the wintertime, we'll try to get some blankets in there, some other essentials as well. And that that's kind of what our mission is, kind of been behind Beautiful. the scenes. Is I don't like really talking about it because I don't... It's a, it's not we don't do it for the poor or House of Barbarian or we don't do it for Paul Ellerkin. We we do it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what one of the things I think like what we said we're called to do. So that's what we should do. Wow. Amen. So, I never knew that. I never knew that either, <laughs> Paul. And well I, I you know, thank you for sharing that. That's that's very touching that uh, you have a such a big heart and that uh, radiates through all your, your staff here. And uh, uh, you, you know, to to carry on the the uh, the ministry that uh, of Saint Martin de Porres uh, is is uh, incredible. Um, uh, tell us more uh, about Saint Martin. Uh, you know he had this uh, gift, I guess, uh, uh, by location. By location. Yeah. Wow. And uh, you know he was such a humble humble man, and uh, his his childhood was a little little rough. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but he he became this. Such a, a, a saintly man here on this earth. Yeah, yes, yeah, you know it's. A, I, I think you know. A lot of time, I, I kind of think about. I grew up with humble beginnings as well, and and then, and now I don't think I'll ever be a rich man by any means. But what I what I'd like to think is, you know, Saint Martin probably didn't grow up too much different than a lot of us did. You know, you know, you can always say, "Oh, he had a hard time." Well, yeah, but everyone has a hard time, somewhat, some way along. But that helps pave the way for other things and help you go through other trials. But it makes it a lot easier to go through. But and also along those ways, you have understanding and you have hope. You know, and that's how you be able to reach out to other people. God can bring good out of anything. Absolutely, it seems to me that that's always the story of any saint. It's on practically every page of the Bible. Uh, we we got to believe that God can bring good out of anything. That's right. Even out of dunking donuts into <laughs> beer, <laughs> which everybody, I can tell you, is as weird as it sounds. Yeah. We, it's uh, it's not bad, but, it, but, but it it's works. weird. It's but it's weird, but it works. <laughs> right. You know, it's a first for uh, me anyway. And uh, you know, that first bite was uh, not not so bad. It was it was rather delicious, uh, folks. So. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're uh, visiting with Paul Ellerkamp, the owner of the house of uh, the Saint uh, Saint Depore's uh, House of Barbering, and uh, I'm here with uh, Father Bill Ruel, the pastor of Saint Patrick's Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski. We have to go to a break right now, but we'll be right back with more of uh, Paul Ellerkamp's story right after this. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. 
Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, coming to you from Deporus House of Barbering and Lounge in Dickinson, North Dakota. I'm Father Bill Ruel, here with Mike Kudrowski. We're visiting with Paul Ellerkamp, owner of Deporus House of Barbering. We've been talking about what it's like to live in Dickinson, to be part of the community, to be both a business owner and a person of faith. We've been sampling this wonderful new concoction of donuts dipped in beer. We're having a great time this morning. (laughs) Paul, it's been great visiting with you. And uh, I would like everyone to know uh, a barber shop is kind of a special thing to me. My grandfather was That's a barber. Right. Uh, I think you said you knew him at one time, or you knew his uh, his protege, yes, uh, yep. Darwin. Yep. And uh, so, uh, being around a barber shop was always kind of part of my life as a kid. There is still a Ruel's Barber Shop in downtown uh-huh. Minot, yep. and so even though I don't have a whole lot of need for barbering <laughs> services anymore as a bald man. Uh, it's still a special thing to me to be part of <laughs> the life of a barber shop. We've been wondering, Paul, you know, you all day long, 
you stand behind the barber's chair and you're talking to all kinds of different people. Uh, people share th- whatever's on their mind. You have conversations constantly in 20-minute increments all throughout the day. What's it like to, to be part of so many different conversations? You know, first of all, I'd say I'm so blessed to, to be able to do that and, and have these different conversations, and they are a wide variety. You know, a, a priest friend once told me, he goes, you know, you hear more, more confessions in a day than I do. And, <laughs> and, 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 there, and there might be a little truth to that on, on some days, because you just never know what someone's going to tell you. Um, but you got to always be prepared, right? And, and you know, it's... Uh, there's a saying in the Bible that iron sharpens iron. And so I, I feel like as a barber, I have an opportunity to help other men, you know, in, in, their, in, their, in their weaknesses. Am I going to be that main guy in their life? No, because I only got them for 20 minutes, right. 30 minutes at best, right? But what can we do in that time that helps start a conversation or get them thinking on a different wavelength than they already are? You know, how can we plant a seed to help make a change if they are going through a tough time? Those type of things. Or if they're not, what if they're on the top of the world right now? How can we celebrate that with them? And, and let them know, hey, you're doing a great job right now. Just keep that going, you know, just, just hey, we're going to still pray for you even though you're doing great right now. You know, things like that, that encourage men to be better men. So you say men specifically, uh, just to make this clear, uh, your barbering services are for men and boys. Is that correct? M- mine personally. Yours yes. personally. Yes. Uh, yeah. and but, the, we, but the poorest does we, do women's haircuts we, as well. We are a, a family barbershop. Okay. Um, but my, my services alone, I you don't want me to be cutting women's hair. <laughs> <laughs> or in your daughter's hair, you'd be pretty disappointed. It'd look like the way Father Bauk did his hair so. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And so you have those conversations with people. It's about conversation as you say it's about community it's about encouragement and you're able to do that in a way that is natural and not overbearing and not somehow being so to speak in people's face with religion no no my our approach is you know i don't want to ever have the approach where they they're feeling judged Mm. you know they already have a lot of that judgment already in their self-consciousness it's it's pretty obvious that way or they might be feeling the way they do um but, yeah, you know, you just you, you bring it up as, hey, I know this is the way you're, you're thinking right now, but have you ever thought of this? You know, and, and then and see where that road takes you. You know, some, some conversations go really good. Other, others don't. You, you know, you just got to meet people where they're at and, and love them where they're at. And it, it, it some, it sometimes these things take years to, to help someone go forward. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not one conversation. But sometimes what happens is it might be one conversation. You might see not see that guy for five years. And then they come back and they'll say, you know, you may, you did so much for me in that conversation. And I'm, I'm glad you did that for me. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't me. Right. It wasn't me. It was God working through me. You're giving me those words. There is, you know? in that sense, a, a similarity there to priestly ministry at, uh, that, you know, just being able to hear somebody out and maybe offer some words of encouragement, that's part of what I do too. It is very rare 
for me, sounds like you're saying it is for you too. It's very rare that you would hear later on if you helped that person or not. You just kind of have to say whatever you say and trust God to do something with it. You don't necessarily get to (laughs) even hear how it went. Yeah. You know, know, every day I get to work, one of the first things I do is I just sit in my barber chair and I just ask God, let me be your instrument. Let me be your instrument today in whatever way that is. You know, and and sometimes I, I feel like I fail at that job. In the other days, I feel like I'm, I'm right where I should be. Or sometimes I think God even lets me be a rock star for the day. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. that's in my in my own heart. Yeah. But that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. But, but overall, you know, it's, it's a it's a battle. It's a grind. You know, and if you got to work through that that grind because not every day is easy. Yeah. You know. And your son Jacob now is a barber right alongside you. Tell us about what that's been like for you guys. Out of all my kids, I thought he would would be the last one that would choose barbering. You know, he always (laughs) joked about it. You know, as as he was graduating from high school, he goes, hey, you know, if my four-year degree doesn't work out for me, I always got this plan B of being a barber. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. (laughs) Good for you, you know. (laughs) Lo and behold, here he is. He's been here a year and a half now and doing well and... That's a good you know, plan B. A good plan B, yeah. So and, the, and so hopefully maybe someday he'll be sitting in this chair talking with RPR someday as well. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Paul, our listeners need to know, have you ever had a bad haircut? <laughs> well, I've, I've had multiple bad haircuts, and I, I'm not going to throw any of my, my fellow barbers under the bus here today, but in a, in a, a, all full disclosure, I've probably given a few bad haircuts in my day, too. But... What I would say is, in my past, I used to rock some very bad hairstyles. Uh, well, I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, I remember what the 90s were like. Oh, yeah. You know, I had I had a whole perm on top and in the back, and that converted into a mullet, and then into the rat tail. Yeah, I've, I've had a whole vanilla ice haircut even okay, back in the yeah, day. Okay, you're, you're yeah, check, you're checking all my personal boxes here too. Fifth and sixth grade, that were those were the mullet ears for me, yeah. uh, which evolved into a rat tail. Right. Uh, I gave myself a perm when I was 19 years old. That was okay. the worst hairstyle yeah. decision I've ever made. And I used to dye my hair blonde. Well, well. So, yeah. so often that about six inches of it was just white, white? pure white. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. So I've, I've abused my hair in all kinds of different ways, and that's why it fell out. My hair just said, if you're going to be that way, we're just going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's always an entertaining show when you have Father Bill Ruel here. And uh, so thank you, Father Bill. And uh, uh, if you're just joining us, we're visiting with Father, uh, Father, well, Father Bill Ruel. I'm, I'm, my name is Mike Kidrowski. We're the co-host for this uh, that's the show, and we're visiting with Paul Ellerkamp. He's the owner of the Pores Barbershop and Lounge in Dickinson, North Dakota. And, Paul, you just unpacked a, a, a chapter of what it is to be, uh, what your, what your uh, industry can be as a ministry. You, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have this opportunity to develop relationships. I mean, you got them for 20 minutes. You've got to talk about something. And uh, I'm sure oftentimes, uh, as you mentioned, they will, um, you know, spill out their, their thoughts and their feelings and their challenges. And, and God bless you for being such a good minister to your, your patrons. Well, 
Well, thank you. You know, it's it. Like I said, we try. You know, that's yeah. it. Well, I think one thing we've adopted over, in particular, the last two years, is striving for excellence. Not perfection, but excellence. Because I don't believe we'll ever be perfect mm-hmm. in, in our personal lives or our professional lives or anything like that. But if we're just striving to be the best we can be, that, that that's what we're what mm-hmm. we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, and as far as, you know, we were always taught in barber school, there's three things you don't talk about in the barber chair. That is um, politics, religion, and sex. Well, those are the three topics that we almost talk about every single day. <laughs> and, it, and it, you know, and, and I find that to be those three things tie into, in particular, a man's life quite, quite a bit. You know, in their thought process throughout a day, and is how do you mold those thoughts into a Catholic Christian thought process that is going to be make you a healthy man and father for your family and your community. That that's how that that's kind of the thought process that we we try to strive for. Mm-hmm. You know, what's remarkable to me about what you're saying there, by the sound of it, most of the people who come in for a haircut from you are are very open, and just yeah, the the defenses come down and they start talking. I think that's basically what you're describing. Is there some kind of magic to the barber chair that makes people open up? You, you know, I I find it to be very interesting. The older the man gets, the more closed he is. Hmm. Overall, like it's none of your business, you know. Where, where the younger men, they're 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 not as ashamed, even though even though they might be addicted to porn or wh- whatever it is, they were just like, this is my lifestyle, you know. And my thought is, okay, this is your lifestyle. I'm going to meet you where you're at, but how can we start changing that thought process? How can Beautiful. we start? Getting Christ more back into your life. Beautiful. And you do that just through your words and example. It's great, Paul. All right. Paul Ellerkamp, the owner of DePore's Barbershop and Lounge, thank you very much for joining us today, and thank you for your invitation to come to your shop and set up our studio. Uh, We will be right back after this break. We will be visiting with a very faithful man, uh, been on this earth for... uh, Two score in seven years or so of something like that. How much is the score? Uh, We'll tell you when we come back. 